This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Hey, little sister, what have you done? Oh, this is so good. This is so good. And it's by a Brit, right? Oh, that's right. So good as I dis and dismiss this feckless, fagazi, monarchy, royalty. What is this, Lou? Our flags are at half-staff? Well, I'm not in mourning. Our country has to be in mourning. For what? And now we have a goofball? A guy who looks like Alfred E. Newman of Mad Magazine, What Me Worry, with the fly rotating around his head as King Charles III. And I asked a simple question that Billy Idol is singing about when he had his white wedding with Camellia. Now, I'm still not sure, Lou, in our lunch hour edition here at WABC, if I refer to Camellia as the queen consort, queen conscript, or Queen Concubine. I guess probably all of the three. How quickly we forget the death of Princess Diana. That's right, how quickly we forget when then Prime Minister Tony Blair had to chastise and had to shout at Queen Elizabeth II. Show some sympathy. Show some empathy. And at that very same time, then a prince soon to be King Charles was heard doing his pillow talk like Bill Clinton, remember, with uh, <laughs> Mayflower. <laughs> Jennifer Flowers, he had pillow talk with Camellia in which he said, Oh, I live to get into your trousers each and every day. But he is a king, right? He's a schmuck. He's a putz. Look at him yesterday. Oh, they said he had warm... Warm welcome from the crowds in Belfast. Yeah, the unionists. He didn't go over to Derry, right? He didn't go to Belfast, the Catholic sections, because they would have thrown rotten tomatoes at him. And then, oh, yes, yes, there he was. He was sitting. He had to he had to do his kingly duties there, Lou. He had to sign some documents. And first, like Joe Biden, well, he does remind us a lot like Joe Biden, does he? He forgot the date. And then was whining about his pen. Is it September the 12th? His royal majesty asked a servant, despite a calendar with the date sitting right in front of him. When told it was the 13th, he said, Oh, God, I've put the wrong date down. And his wife, Queen Consort, Queen um, Concubine Camilla, then said to him rather sharply, You signed the 12th earlier. 
The confused king then grew upset because the pen he was using started to leak ink. Oh, God, I hate this. Handing the bad pen to his wife. Oh, look, it's going on everything. And this man, King Charles III, stormed out of the room, leaving Camellia, his, um, what is that, queen, consort, concubine, whatever, uh, behind while she was still signing the papers. And then he was seen saying, I can't bear this bloody thing, what they do. Every stinking time the king griped on his way out of the signing ceremony, the pen debacle marked the second time in recent days that the monarch has expressed frustration over his writing utensils. How about a simple freaking big pen, you jerk? On Saturday, while officially being proclaimed the UK's reigning monarch, Charles became irritated when a pen holder got in the way of him signing documents, and he said, Servants! Servants! Clean off this table! Oh, my God. But wait a second now. We must get very solemn. Get very solemn. We are no longer talking about the Queen concert, conscript, concubine, whatever, Camilla. And the hapless new King Charles III, who reminds us ever so much, like our own hapless, uh, disconnected uh, President Joe Biden. I see that once again it's wall-to-wall coverage. It's like nothing else exists in the world, Lou. Look, look, the line of mourners. Two miles, crowds gather at Westminster Hall to pay their final respects to Queen Elizabeth II. Now, uh, Lou, if I happen to be along the New London Bridge, and as the funeral uh, entourage passes by, if I began to sing the nursery rhyme we were all brought up on, everyone in the English-speaking world, London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. Would I get arrested, Lou? Of course I would. New Scotland Yard would sweep in and say, how dare you? This is blasphemous. There is no free speech in the UK. I've been telling you this from day one, ladies and gentlemen. In the time I spent organizing Guardian Angels in London in the Northern Line, when I got stabbed in Wandsworth, the uh, council estate uh, had to go to the police station in Brixton and then the Old Bailey for trial. I was warned again and again every time I would make an appearance on the BBC, one, two, three, or four, or any periodical or publication. You, as an American, do not blaspheme the monarchy the prince, the princesses, the queen, or anyone else, or you will be banned from the U.K., banned from the U.K. So if you happen to be a Brit in that crowd as the funeral casket is passing by and you said, hey, the real, the real London Bridge is over in Lake Habsaw City, Arizona. We sold it to somebody who has it in the middle of the American desert. Oh, arrest that individual. How dare he? What is wrong with everybody? This King Charles III is having a tantrum a day, and they're trying everything to try to blanch over it. In fact, yesterday he was in Northern Ireland, and there he had to face the reality that the Sinn Féin is now the majority party, not the Unionists. And he was having conversations with the Sinn Féin party leader, and he said, oh, uh... 
You're now the biggest party, are you? The king asked Ms. O'Neill. She replied, we are indeed. And you know, in the mind of King Charles III, he was saying, oh, so much better when the unionists were in charge, Ian Paisley. Dr. Ian Paisley, who when he was elected to the European Parliament, screamed at the Pope upon his visit, had a big sign in his hand, the Pope is the Antichrist. Now, did he get arrested? No. And he should have been. It's free speech. And in fact, somebody said in the crowd, hey, how do you feel, King, after 800 years of oppression of the Irish? And the king uh, just uh, sauntered along, tried to ignore that. That's just a common f- common person here in Northern Ireland. And we heard from some of those who were um, representing uh, the Northern Irish Unionists uh, and Sinn Feiners that they saw the majesty uh, as someone who could try to bring together those who history had separated. Yeah. Like uh, the very prison, the Bobby Sands, and those who starved themselves to death for freedom. Uh, the prison was named Her Majesty's Prison at Long Cash. Uh, did she object to that? Of course not. Meantime, the police have been going on raids. If you raise any questions about the royalty, the king, the queen, or any of the fake, phony, fraudulent princes who live off the... Uh, the welfare of the state of the UK. You could immediately be locked up. There is a hashtag out there that says, not my king. And immediately there are Brits uh, who are being um, called to task and having to explain why, why did you sign on to that hashtag? And one of those in Parliament said, this is extraordinary and shocking that it needs to be said that we need free speech. In merry old England. Well, you've never had free speech. Stop the crap. And now, all of a sudden, the royals are facing other scrutiny. The details that Charles will not pay an inheritance tax on the assets passed down by the Queen, which is really the people's uh, assets. An inheritance probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars has raised new questions. But how dare, if you bring it up, The arrests of anti-royal protesters on British streets continue. If you dare, dare criticize the royalty, the monarch, or the princess. And then we look here to America, to that professor at Carnegie, Maryland, who continues to be under fire for the remarks she made about Queen Elizabeth II, saying she hoped that she would suffer an excruciating death. Uh, She has her supporters, uh, she has her naysayers, and she doubled down on her remarks saying, if anyone expects me to express anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised the government that sponsored the genocide that massacred and displaced half my family and the consequences of which those alive today are still trying to overcome, you can keep wishing upon a star. Hey, uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is America. You have free speech to say this. If she had said it in the U.K., she'd probably be in the Tower of London, and they'd want to chop off her head. And then Lou, oh, my God, Prince Harry had a hissy fit. That's right. Apparently, Prince Harry has been told by the royal establishment that he must wear a mourning suit. Poor the period of time before the burial of Queen Elizabeth II, his grandmother. And he began crying like a little baby. 
Yeah, I, 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 I want to wear my military uniform. It's not fair. It's not fair. Look, look, my uncle, my uncle, that pedophile on a pedestal, Prince Andrew, the perv. He was allowed to wear his uniform while standing at the cathedral in Edinburgh on Monday. What a bunch of spoiled brats. Now, Lou, can we go through the outrageous list of daily demands of Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry, or the person that they now call King Charles III. Apparently, he has been a pampered prince at Clarence House, where he has lived with his wife, the queen consort, conscript, concubine, whatever you want to call her, Camilla, according to many servants who are no longer uh, at his beck and call. In fact, a former butler shared that King Charles had everything done for him. Now, Lou, in reading through this list, it's sort of like what Italian mothers do for their sons uh, when they are real mamalukes. That's why they never marry, they never leave home, because nobody could ever replace mama. This guy turns out to be a real mamaluke and a half. Get this. His uh, servants would squeeze one inch of toothpaste on to Prince Charles' tooth, toothbrush every morning. It had to be one inch. His pajamas were pressed every morning. His shoelaces pressed flat with an iron. I repeat that. His shoelaces were pressed flat with an iron. The bath plug had to be in a certain position. It probably was a butt plug. The water temperature has to be just tepid in a bathtub filled only half full. And King Charles' strict morning routine continued with his uh, breakfast. That's breakfast. In fact, whenever the prince goes out into the world, the breakfast box goes with him. He has six different types of honey, some special metamucil, dried prunes. Well, he does look like he's constipated. There's no doubt about it. And anything that's a bit special that he wants, he has a hissy fit. He also insists his cheese and biscuits be warmed at a certain temperature at the end of meals and makes his servants keep a warming tray nearby since he's particular about everything. Along with his breakfast box, King Charles sends a van of his possessions to his friend's country homes ahead of his arrival to unload his bed, furniture, and even pictures. He even brings his own toilet seat. It's a gold toilet seat, Lou. He brings his own freaking toilet seat and Kleenex velvet toilet paper wherever he goes. You know, King Charles III, on behalf of America, you can kiss my arse. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. Oh. Wasn't it so nice to see James Taylor out on the White House lawn yesterday for the uh, inflation reduction party held by the other goofball on the other side of the pond. We got King Charles III in England and we got our President Joe Biden. They seem to be suffering from the same, uh, let's say, uh, forgetfulness, rage effects. But anyway, there was James Taylor. You know, uh, Lou, I was looking for Carol King. You know, and all those PBS specials, it's not just James Taylor, who now wears a hat because he's bald. But Carol King, how could they just have him? What happened to duality? Oh, my God, they were not politically correct. And he was singing his 70s hit, Fire and Rain, which is about suicide and heroin addiction. Um I don't know what uh, that necessarily had to do with celebrating. And then, of course, there was uh, uh, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, who was uh, claiming that, oh, my God, that this is a man that we want singing to us because James Taylor is a voice that heals our soul and unites our nation. Uh, Lula, is James Taylor, is his song says, it uh, heal your soul and... Heal our nation? I, I I don't think so. But anyway, this is what... Uh, enough of that. Enough of that, James Taylor. I'm thinking PBS now and Carol King. Enough, enough. We have to make way for what our president said yesterday, in which he was celebrating the Inflation Reduction Party, and he chastised all Republicans out there. But I believe Republicans could have and should have joined us on this bill as well. After all... This bill cut costs for families, help reduce inflation at the kitchen table, because that's what they look at, how much of their monthly bills and how much do they have to pay out for their necessities. And it gave them just a little more breathing room, as my dad would say. Oh, God. He's about as clueless as Bush 41 was. Remember, Lou, when he was in Landover at that mall as he was campaigning against Ross Perot and Governor Clinton of... uh, Arkansas, and he looked at the scanner as he was buying tube talks, uh, tube socks and something other, nondescript, and he had no idea what the prices were, nothing. It's sort of like, I guess it goes with being president. You have no idea what common people have to go through. What a schmuck, no, make that a putz. On a day in which Wall Street was crashing, inflation was at 8.3%. And there was a 12-month jump in the cost of food on everybody's kitchen table, 14% electricity, 16% rent, 7% in health insurance. Yes, Obama slash Biden health care insurance, 24%. (sighs) This guy, he's lost. But wait a second. It's a tag team of losers. There's giggles. Vice President Harris, who sat for that interview on Sunday, was talking about the border, talking about how our border with Mexico is secure. 
You have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. <laughs> Ah, do we have her uh, giggles there? No, we don't have her giggles. Well, I'll have to smack the hell out of Kevin, uh, uh, our uh, weekend producer there. No giggles. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Giggles Harris. Yeah, yeah, I'm bored. And by the way, do we have the Hillary Chortle there at all? The Hillary, I want to compare it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Okay, yeah, do we have uh, do we have the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams? Do we have his uh, laugh there? Because I don't. Yeah, here it is. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they're all laughing at us. Uh, Giggles, Vice President Harris laughs at us. Uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton laughs at us. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, laughs at us. They're always giggling. You know, you think it's a nervous, it's like a nervous tick. Because I, 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 I don't know if anybody else does it. Harris, Hillary, and now Eric Adams. And by the way, Eric Adams is uh, returning to the city. He was in Washington, D.C. yesterday all day, wasting our time and doing nothing for the city of New York. Instead, now he's faced with a continual flood of illegal aliens that he is encouraged to come to New York City because he has said, as a sanctuary city, we will take care of you. And now there are 10,000 that we know of, there are probably more. And that tally grows each and every day as Governor Abbott dutifully puts on illegal aliens onto Greyhound buses out of the border town of Eagle Pass and sends them directly to Nueva York. Because they're watching on Univision, they're watching on Telemundo, Spanish-speaking international news stations, the equivalent of CNN, about how welcoming uh, that Eric Adams, the swagger man, no plan is, that in fact you're going to get a swag bag, you're going to get an Obama phone, you're going to be able to stay at the Milford Plaza, if not at other hotels. And now we find out that our shelter uh, system there is now rated to be the worst failure in more than a decade. And while all this is going on, while regular homeless and emotionally disturbed people are not being tended to, they're everywhere. They're in the subways, they're in the streets, they're in the parks. Uh, They're not being properly sheltered. The shelters that do exist are just really an opportunity for the nonprofits to be wine-dined and pocket-lined by the Adams administration, who they're so grateful to. But the guy who's in charge of all this finally returned from a two-week vacation. His name is Gary Jenkins, that the mayor gave a absolute uh, round of support to, even though he was uh, missing in action during this emergency. And get this, the guy doesn't just oversee the Department of Homeless Services, which is tough enough a job. He also is in charge of the city's Human Resources Administration. 
The guy is a slacker, a deadbeat. And the reason he was given this job by Eric Adams is because at one time he had lived in a shelter. Oh, that's great. That that really makes me feel well. Well, apparently we're up to about 60,000 people in the shelter system. It's growing. So uh, individuals have suggested now that instead of just putting up these illegal aliens in hotels, instead of just putting them into a shelter and giving them the services that even our regular American-born homeless people are not offered since they've jumped to the front of the line, that they be given housing vouchers, what we used to call Section 8. So with a housing voucher, they can go to a landlord, and if there is any room in the inn, they can take whatever is available. So housing activists are blaming landlords, even though landlords have nothing at all to do with this, because who else do you blame when everything goes wrong in housing? You blame the landlords. On that same note, Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, announced yesterday in Washington, D.C., that he immediately wants to give working papers to the 10,000 illegals who have flooded into our city at his invitation. In fact, he cites a desperate demand for workers. He says, look, for six months you're having people who just sit idly by waiting. So who's supposed to pick up the tab for that? If the federal government is saying that for six months you can't work, then the federal government should be saying for six months we're going to compensate you because someone has to pay for that. Hey, schmuck, uh, we're paying for that. I thought you had a pipeline to uh, Joe Biden, Papa Chulo, who actually invited all these illegal aliens in his campaign against then-President Donald Trump when he said, who's your daddy? If I'm elected uh, president of the United States, the gates are open to all of you. Come. And, boy, they've been coming ever since. And so you've told us that, hey, man, you're like the right-hand guy. You're the Biden of Brooklyn. You're in constant contact with the White House, with the president, his staff. With Giggles, Vice President Harris, you were with her at the commemoration of 9-11. She was side by side with you. Why didn't you ask her, where's the money for all these illegal aliens? Show me the money. Show me the money. You know who's paying for this, ladies and gentlemen? You and me. If you happen to reside in the city of New York, if you pay taxes in the city of New York, if you pay ancillary taxes in the city of New York... It's we and we alone. So what Eric Adams wants to do is to jump the queue, and he wants illegal aliens as soon as they land here in New York City to be able to get a job. That's right. He said, look, we see that there are some who said that they were nurses in Venezuela. We should be able to put them to work in the New York City Health uh, Health and Hospitals Corporation immediately. They should be able to tend to the sick and those who are in need. If they're engineers, we have a shortage of engineers. If you're a teacher, we have a shortage of teachers, bilingual teachers. Why should there be a six-month delay? Put them to work right away. This guy is out of his mind. I guess he hasn't talked to mostly those single-abled-bodied males who are pouring in. Very few women, very few children. It's single-able-bodied men who probably have few, if any, negotiable skills who probably will be showing up for day labor at 5 o'clock in the morning soon and hoping to get picked up by any of you out there who will give them some money to do some work that no other American will do. Let's face it, that's the majority of them. And from what I've seen of those coming off those buses, 
Uh, some of them are gang members. They got the tattoos right on their neck. But then again, Cardinal Dolan, who welcomes them, Eric Adams, who welcomes them. Hey, if you're MS-13, 18th Street, underlay, underlay, underlay. Maybe you could get a job with a local affiliate of MS-13 or 18th Street. They'll put you right to work selling drugs, shooting adversaries, and earning your stripes. This is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy. I direct all of you to the Fox News uh, channel website. Guess who's first and foremost today, uh, Lou? Yeah, it's yours truly, Curtis Lee. Well, you know, uh, some people do consider me an expert on combating crime, not just here, but in 13 countries and 130 cities where we have established the Guardian Angels. And they focus on what I said on this very program yesterday. Remember when I applauded the two guys in Eltingville, in Staten Island, who at 2 o'clock in the morning were accosted by a 31-year-old guy with a gun who robbed them. They gave up everything they had on them. And then this guy wanted more. And that's when they decided there's two of us, one of him. They gave him a beatdown of his life. They took the firearm away. And then, unfortunately, Lou, the thief, the culprit, died on his way to Staten Island University Hospital. And I applauded it. I said, hey, yeah, we need more of that. People fighting back. We can't depend on our elected officials. They're friends of the criminals. Can't depend on the DAs. They're friends of the criminals. Can't depend on the judges. They're friends of the criminals. Can't depend on the cops because they've been told to be reactive, not proactive, so when all other methods are not working to keep us safe and secure, our families, our property, our homes, our businesses, our community, then we have to do it for ourselves. This occurred at St. Albans Place in Pacific Avenue, right in Eltingville. And get this. How many days after? It's uh, 48 hours later. A police spokesperson said that no charges have been filed as of Tuesday. But the investigation remains ongoing. What the hell is this? These two guys defended themselves. They did the right thing. And McMahon, the ambulance chaser, the DA out there is quiet. I'm going to ask the Republicans. I'm going out today, later on today, with Andrew Giuliani. We're supporting the efforts of Sam Pirazzola uh, to become the next uh, assembly person to replace Michael Cusack, who is a Democrat. This would be a win for the Republicans. We're all there in solidarity. I'm going to say to my fellow Republicans, how come we don't challenge this guy, McMahon, this ambulance chaser, right? He's like all the rest of the DAs. He doesn't stand up and defend citizens who defend themselves, which is the American way. By the way, we'll be taking the ferry and, and the Staten Island Rapid Transit. We're not going to be taking uh, our stretch limo with G's like uh, <clears throat> uh, that uh, Alfred E. Newman lookalike. Uh, uh, what do they call him, King Charles III? Just go to the Fox News Channel website. You can read all about it. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. You better work.
there we are, ladies and gentlemen, gripped in the march of the despots, dictators, and tyrants who have come to the United Nations General Assembly until September 27th. Oh, my God. Despots, dictators, and tyrants, and we got to host these deadbeats and slackers and orduels. Look at the traffic that's been cut off. Forget the FDR. Forget the other streets. Because we've got to roll over and act like we're so grateful that they're coming to New York City. Not. Oh, God. It's endless. It's endless. As I was walking the streets, this street closed. That street closed. Who, who's staying here? Oh, oh, the dictator of the Sudan. Why? Why? Let him stay back in the Sudan. What the hell do we need him here for? And we got to pay for all this crap. And all the cops to get assigned are being taken from the outer boroughs where crime is skyrocketing. Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, and especially the Bronx. But overseeing all of this is Eric Adams, the swagger man, no plan, who was at the White House yesterday celebrating as inflation rose 8.3% with his very dear friend, totally disconnected, totally oblivious to reality, President Joe Biden. Well, then again, Eric Adams is the Biden in Brooklyn, right? Two peas in a pot, a horse in a... A carriage, a soup and a sandwich, although I want to get rid of the horses and the carriages, that's right, and replace them with electric carriages. But let me continue on, because I'm looking at this very difficult schedule, Lou, that our mayor has. Now, with homelessness and emotionally disturbed persons roaming the streets, the parks, and the subways, reaching an all-time level, the shelters just like bursting at the seams, crime skyrocketing, illegals coming in each and every day. You think the mayor would be hunkered down? It's like, hey, you know, it's like, we really got to get busy. We got to get to work. No, he's in party mode. Where is he going to be just about now? He's going to be with Michael Kors. That's right. It's fashion. We call the fashionistas. All the A-list celebrities. He's not going to miss out on that. With his $5,000 suits customized each and every day, a different suit, and his Ferragamo shoes, he's going to be sitting in the front row for Michael Kors. Michael, Michael, oh, Oh, we love you. We love you, Eric. Oh, look at what you're wearing today. Such a fashion statement. While the rest of the city goes to hell. Oh, wait, wait. Look at the rest of this. He's going to be meeting with the... What? The counselor of Paris and the deputy mayor of Paris? What? Are you kidding? And then he's going to be meeting with the mayor of Madrid. And then he's going to be at a co-naming of a street... On the Upper East Side at 57th and 1st Avenue, this is like the schedule that a borough president would have had. Like when he was Brooklyn Borough President. When the hell does he do any meaningful work? Like sitting down with members of his staff, whipping him, whipping him, saying this is unacceptable. These crimes, how come he's not sitting in at the Comstat meetings with the police department saying, how the hell can this be occurring? Because every finger is going to point back at him saying, hey, our morale is rock bottom. We don't even see our police commissioner missing in action and refuses to move to the city of New York because she's going to be putting in her retirement papers in October and she's out of here in January. 
Oh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as I will be heading out to Staten Island uh, tonight uh, to support Sam Pirazzola, his effort to become the next assemblyman and replace Michael Cusack, who is retiring. All of you can follow both I and Andrew Giuliani. Not today. Well, definitely vote for Sam Pirazzola. But on Saturday and Sunday, because all of our loyal listeners here at WABC, look, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Staten Island Ferry Hawks and 77 WABC are recognizing their fans and loyal listeners with 77 WABC weekend. Friday night, Ferry Hawks game versus the Long Island Ducks. You remember Bud Harrelson used to be their manager right out there, Brentwood Central Islip. It's a free T-shirt Friday. And on Saturday, kids get to run the bases. And following the game, it's a fireworks extravaganza. And on Sunday, get team autographs. And kids can run the bases following the game. Go to WABCRadio.com slash Ferryhawks and get a family four-pack of tickets for free to either the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday's Ferryhawks game. Go to WABCRadio.com slash Ferryhawks right now and come celebrate 77 WABC weekend for free with the Staten Island Ferryhawks and 77 WABC this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And yes, if you have to go the way I go, now with a stretch limo like home, King Charles III, Jeeves, please, could you pull up to the curb? I don't want to walk any further. I'll be going out to Staten Island tonight with Andrew Giuliani by ferry and then take the Staten Island Rapid Transit. Yes, yes, they have a subway line out there. Most people don't know about it. But then again, they always refer to it as the Forgotten Island. Enemies of Staten Island, because it's red, have called it Satan Island. But, man, I can't wait to get to Staten Island tonight because if they and they alone had voted, I'd be mayor of the city of New York today.